Drop your guns and look that way. Just really quick. And gorgeous Lewis Powell. I don't know why that guy's so good looking. It doesn't make sense. The Three Stooges of Hating Black People. Is my ass rotting off? Shit your pants! Go home! He's freezing his dick off. It's like, it's like sex. Welcome to episode two of John Wilkes Booth. Oh, such excitement. So this is a two-part episode. So if you haven't listened to the first part, it's a good listen to. Get what's going on in the story. Mm -hmm. And this is where things get pretty nuts going I, forward. I feel violence. I feel it. I don't know why. It's quite nice, actually. Everything just ends up... Everything's a field of flowers for the next little bit. That's what not true at all. That's all we're going to... Do well. We don't do a, a fun fact usually on part two. No. And we also advise that you should go back to part one if you start here. Yeah, unless you just want to hear this part. That's fine too. Hey, it's a free. It's a free country. It's a free country because of Lincoln, not John Wilkes. Yeah, Dick. Yeah, he would want all the brown people to still be slaves owned. Yeah, it's, it's pretty terrible. So the fun fact is that John Wilkes Booth, douchebag. There you go. You've heard it here on People Time. Da, 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 da. People Time facts. Da da da. You hear it? You heard it? You heard you? It was here first. Mm. We said it before anyone did. Yeah. Write that shit down. Well, so welcome to our second episode, People Time presents John Wilkes Booth episode two. Welcome. The same hosts, same topic. Yep. Uh, later on. So where we left you at in episode one, in case it's been a moment since you've heard the first episode. Did you go like on break or something? What, where were you? What were you up to? Email me. Yeah. We left you with Abraham Lincoln just got his second term of presidency, and John Wilkes Booth is Woo! furious about this. Not happy, man. No. No. Please strap on and join us for the epic conclusion of... Uh, Michael the Archangel gives you advice. Mm -hmm. Wear your seatbelt and uh, <clears throat> wear a condom every day. Well, not every day. You know, don't go crazy. Make your life a little bit adventurous. Yeah, live on. Has some wildness in your life. Thank you, Archangel Michael. Thanks for stopping by. Sometimes so don't wear a condom. See what happens. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. He's a crazy guy. <laughs> I don't know how they let him run an army. So, John Wilkes Booth, famous actor, in March of 1865, John meets up with six men to discuss a second kidnapping attempt. Dun, dun, dun. It's the same men I've been talking about in the first episode, which they planned to do when Lincoln would be attending a play called Stillwater Run Deep at a hospital. Hmm. I don't know why it's being played at a hospital, not like a normal theater. I That's... guess maybe hospitals sometimes had theater shows. Hey, they get bored. Yep. But again, their plan... Is foiled as Lincoln decides not to go to the play. Just like the first time they were trying to do this. Yeah, foiled again. Last minute, he's like, "Never mind, I don't want to go." Hey, uh, hey, Mary, did you want to go to the 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 play at the hospital? Still crazy. Okay. Still crazy. All right. So instead of that happening on April 9th, eighteen sixty-five, Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrenders to General Ulysses. S. Grant. Oh, and it's so embarrassing. Yeah. It's adorable. This effectively ends the United States Civil War. Woo! So the South loses, North wins, the oh. Yankees beat the Confederates. Oh, no. Now, I can't hold my people. Yeah. The South lost. 
Sorry, sorry, people who don't want to admit it. In South, the South. the South will rise again? <laughs> nope. No. No, not even that either. No. Okay. I'm going to keep this flag, though. No. Give it to me. Nope. <laughs> At this time, historians believe that John may have already been considering an assassination instead of a kidnapping for a while, but it's when the South loses and when Lincoln gives a speech two days after the South surrenders on April 11th that pushes John over the edge because in Lincoln's speech, he publicly endorses the support of black suffrage, mm. which is black people's right to vote. Yeah. So that's what Lincoln's trying to push. That doesn't happen. John is in the crowd when Lincoln gives this speech, and John promises that this will be the last speech that Lincoln, the great tyrant, would ever give. You know they're brown! Yeah. That's what he... Yeah. Pretty much. That's where John's at. So John, uh, so John wants revenge for what Lincoln has done to the South. That's what he's thinking in his stupid brain. <laughs> on april 14th 1865 john goes to ford's theater to pick up his mail which was being held there for him he would often have his mail just sent there yeah he hang out there enough i guess yeah and him and john ford are, are their friends so and by the way everyone's named john in this we got john brown john Booth, john ford yeah, everyone's named john yeah we should stop using that name guys probably it's, it's worn out it's been done yeah while he is there He's told that the president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, is going to be there tonight <laughs> to watch a play called Our American Cousin. Hey, Mary, uh, you want to go to the play? To oh, you do? You took your pills. All right. Get yeah, let's go. Good dress. It, it, it'll be uneventful. Uh, I wasn't going to get too much into it because I think it's good stuff for Lincoln, but Lincoln actually didn't really want to go to this play either, but he does. You know, when you're a public official, I'm sure there's times when you're like, I just got to go. He was trying to find a way out of get it. Get my face out there every now and then. And he tried to invite other people to go, and they didn't want to go, and so he felt obligated that he should go because, like I was saying, uh, U Ulysses was supposed to be going to this as well. However, Ulysses fails. And so Lincoln's like, I guess I got to go. Cause <sighs> Somebody's got to go to this shit bag. Because back then, theaters, when a president was going to go there – this isn't done today anymore, mm. but back then, they'd make a huge deal about it. A lot of people would go see the theater, yeah. go see the play, because the president was going to be there so they could see the president. So the theaters would get a heads up on this, and then they'd put it on their bills, saying like, and this is being played by so-and-so, this is being played, and Abraham Lincoln is going to be here. He'll be in the stands. Yeah. That's good advertising. Yeah. 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 They don't do that anymore. No. They don't advertise where the president no. is. No, it's uh, well, a they do, they do, but... Well, not either super arm themselves or they don't announce it and they go more secretly. Well, like since uh, Kennedy, they don't publish, you know, where they're going to be driving, etc. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. It takes yeah. a couple tries to get it right. You got <laughs> to work out the kinks. <laughs> yeah. They, they've, they've since figured that out. So John leaves the theater in a hurry after he's being told that yeah, Lincoln and Ulysses S. Grant is going to be there. So he leaves. There's actually like... Apparently, a couple of witnesses who said, like, he also just took off. Like, he grabbed his mail and, like, just bolted. Hmm. Which makes sense because, essentially, he has eight hours to try and plan out an assassination against Lincoln. John goes to the stables first where he keeps his horse. And he makes sure the horse is in good condition. Everything looks smooth. He also grabs a single-shot Derringer, which is a stated it's either a forty-four caliber or it's a forty-one caliber. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. I guess they range from thirty-five to forty-four. And a large hunting knife. Like you know how to use that, you stupid little bitch. In the afternoon, John returns to Ford's Theater. No plays or anything are going on, of course. And he goes to the presidential box. 
he quickly carves a hole in the wall next to the door jam hmm. so that he may shove a pole or I guess it's like a stand, a wooden stand into the hole, which would effectively bar off the door of the presidential box from the inside. So the door can't open. Ah, that's actually thinking forward. So yeah, so he bores the hole. He leaves this wooden stand there. And then John leaves Ford's theater to go meet up with his accomplices. Remember those three? I brought up those three guys earlier. It was uh, David Harold, George. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because fuck that guy. But fuck. And gorgeous Lewis Powell. The <laughs> I don't know why that guy's so good looking. It the, doesn't make sense. The three stooges of hating black people. Yeah, bastards. Yeah. At a restaurant is where knock, they meet knock, up. Knock, knock, knock. And he tells them that tonight, in a couple of hours, he is going to kill the tyrant Abraham Lincoln. Shit, dude. He tells Lewis Powell that his job will be to go and murder Secretary of State William Seward the same night. Whilst looking fabulous. He Yes. <laughs> As always. <laughs> he tells George that his job is to go murder the Vice President Andrew Johnson. Whilst looking dumpy. Yeah. Who are the two immediate successors of the President of the I Union. I didn't know they had a whole administrative plan there yes yikes so what john booth is trying to do is he thinks even though they've lost the war he can cut off the head of the union basically he's gonna try to take out and cause chaos and confusion and that it might fall because of this that's john's plan Mm. so he tells him all of this john of course is reserved the greatest action yeah set up though yeah yeah. Anyways, and the South, the South's lost and by a lot too. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, John, maybe just go f- be famous. Yeah, he's a bit delusional. John is. Remember, he's just that guy who just rants at you. Yeah, um, yeah, your mad uncle. Yeah. So John, of course, has reserved the greatest act for himself: the assassination of the president of the United States. Um, David Harold is another guy who's supposed to help assist them in their escape to Virginia. He's supposed to be kind of like the getaway planner slash driver or whatever. He's supposed to kind of figure things sure. out and make sure that they get away safely. Kind of set everything up while they're doing this. Lincoln and his wife head out to the theater. Along the way, they pick up Henry Rathbone, and who is a military officer, mm. and his fiance. That's who they got to. Uh, they wanted to invite some people. Everybody else declined. Ulysses I mean, S. Grant declined. He decided to go to like New Jersey or something. I'll give Grant a pass because he just won a war. Yeah, but nobody else should turn down the president, man. That's yeah, you know. But Rathbone is like, okay, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, so, you know, I'm done Rathboning my fiance. We can go. And, oh, I see what you did there. Bam! It's like it's like sex. Hmm? What? No. So Lincoln's party show up to the theater a little late to the play. Actually, it's kind of strange, and they head to the presidential box. John Booth rides up on his horse uh, to the back of the theater about a half hour after Lincoln gets there. And he leaves his horse with a stagehand. He enters into the back door of the theater. He goes under the stage and actually out to the other side where there's a saloon. I don't know why he didn't just go around there with his horse. I guess he wanted to drop his horse off in a specific place. Yeah, I'm sure he's got some kind of dipshit plan. He's, he's an actor. He's allowed to walk around wherever he wants in the theater. So well, I guess that's... he's like the quickest way is actually just to go rather than around the building, just go through the building. That's important to talk. Yeah, he had like full access and knowledge of this building. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he goes on the other side and he goes to a saloon to drink a little bit for a couple of hours <clears throat> while he's waiting for the play to like wind down. No, we know what he's doing. He's psyching himself up. Yeah, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Can I get a shot? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Dude, Why are you scared. sweating profusely, John? No, I'm not. I'm not. Can I get a sh- shot, please? Shot. <clears throat> it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. You can do this, John. You can do this. John. John, you can do this. You're not a little pussy. You're not a little pussy. You're not. And all the other patrons were like, what the fuck? What is happening? Is that the... Oh, that's the actor. Hey. 
Hey, can I get your autograph? Not now. Not, no. Hey, oh, hey. I'm not being weird. You're being weird. Yeah, I'll sign anything. <laughs> That's not a gun in my pocket. <laughs> what? No. <clears throat> it's funny you brought that up because the reason why he chose the Deranger, uh, which is considered to be a, a girl gun, if you are a gun enthusiast, I guess. Yeah. It's a hooker gun. There's also another kind of term that would uh, be used so it's for like this. really small. It's tiny. And the reason why he chose that is because it's, it's only got one shot. But he chose it because it's easy to hide. No one would be able to tell he has it. I get that. Yeah. If he's walking around with a shotgun, people will have questions. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And the problem is, this whole time in the bar, he was not listening to St. Michael's advice. That's what he needs to be. He wasn't listening to Enya. No, he was not. No. Because that's what was happening was, Who can't say who your love lies? Calm down. Calm. He's not listening. Sit away. Sit. Are you not calming down? Yeah. It isn't helping me. I feel worse. Oh, God. Oh, God. You can do this, John. He's trying to get his, his nerve to go out. And uh, instead of different song is in his head while he's drinking, he's, trying, he's like, I got to leave the saloon sometime ago. And it's, turn around every now and then. There's something that I'm bad as Turn around. Get outside the saloon and go kill the president. Turn around. What did you just say, John? John, I don't think those are the right lyrics. Huh? Well, oh, you heard that? Oh, that was in my head. Uh, sorry, nothing. I gotta go. You said that several times over the last few hours. <laughs> so after a couple of hours of being in the saloon, he then goes back to the theater, past the ticket counter. Nobody questions any of this. This isn't weird at all. And he starts heading up the stairs. As he gets close to the presidential box, he can actually hear the play that is being performed right now. And he's actually trying to time it because he knows what's going on. He knows this play. That too, yeah. And he's kind of waiting for it to get loud and stuff as he moves around. He gets closer to the presidential box and he notices that there's actually somebody sitting next to it. Oh, it's, shit. it's President Lincoln's valet and a messenger. And he walks up to him, hands him his what they believe is a calling card, like just his like, hey, I'm a I'm an actor, check this out. Sure. Business and, card kind of thing. And the valet just lets him walk right through. He's like, Cool. Hey, you're you're an actor. It's Mel Gibson. Yeah, exactly. It's Ray Liotta. So he walks through the door. He closes the door, and remember, because he bore that hole, he then sticks the wooden stand into it, so now it's effectively barred off. Mm. As John gets closer, um, there's actually another door, because there's a little bit of a tiny room between the presidential box now there. He goes over to the second door, and he looks through the peephole, and he can see the president. Mm, I can see your big, beautiful head. Yeah. Um, John... I hate you. God, I'm so wasted. I can do this. Now, as he's looking through you're the peephole... You're a big boy, Johnny. You're a big boy. You can do this. <laughs> as he's looking through the peephole, he's waiting for a specific line to be delivered by the actor that's currently on stage because he knows it's the one that gets the big laugh. It's actually the, the supposed to be the funniest line in the whole play. Hmm. And it's just about to be delivered. And I, can, I even wrote down what the line is. It doesn't matter, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. So the line that's about to be given is... Don't know the manners of good society, eh? Well, I guess I know enough to turn you inside out, old gal. You sock doglazing old man trap. <laughs> so that's exactly what happens. The crowd goes into a laugh. He goes to the door. Don't understand old comedy. And just after the line is delivered, he pulls out his derringer. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Derringer. Derringer. Thank you. I've been saying it wrong the whole time. Derringer pistol and shoots Lincoln in the back of the head. And unfortunately, Lincoln wasn't listening to the same song of Turn around <laughs> every now and then there's someone trying to shoot you in the back of the head. Turn around. What is that? So, is that uh, 
Who, as, can, he, who can hear that singing? <laughs> I can't hear over I'm going to keep looking forward no matter what. I don't care what that song is. This uproarious laughter. I'm going to just look forward. Just as he fires his gun, shooting Abe into the back of the head, Rathbone actually sees this going on, and he jumps up and tries to lunge over towards... Oh, good for him. Yeah, to Booth. However, Booth has his Bowie knife already out, and he slashes... Ugh. He slashes Rathbone from his elbow up to his shoulder. Pretty good. Hmm. And then he goes over to the balcony because he's going to hop down off the balcony. He's already barred off the other exit. Yeah. So he swings his leg over. And I only saw one source that said this. Everyone's just said that he leaped off. But here's one source that historians said that Rathbone made another lunge at him and grabbed onto his coat just as he's about to jump off. Mm. And it kind of causes him, he still gets away and jumps, but it kind of causes him to go off balance. And when Booth lands, he lands kind of fuck. Yeah, kind of. That's fucky. It's all fucky. Boop. And he breaks his left ankle as he lands. Well, I guess you don't even have to be off balance. It's probably a far drop. And it is. Yeah. Floor. Doesn't he yell six emperor tyrannus? Ooh, I was just about to get to that. Oh, good. Yes, he yells a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> and sure. <laughs> so just before we get to that, so John. Oh, he hasn't said it yet. He's just about to. See, I always read he said it right before he shot him, which I was like, why would you yell uh, right before you shot him? <laughs> no, he, he said it after. He jumps down, breaks his ankle. He's kind of like in a crouched position because he just broke his ankle. Yeah. And while he's sitting there, that's when he shouts out Six Semper uh, Tyrannus, which is not a Harry Potter spell, unfortunately. Oh, shit. Sounds kind of like one to me. But grab a wand and see what Scepter, happens, I guess. Sectum, whatever it's called. But uh, it's a Latin phrase that means, thus always to tyrants, which basically just means the bad outcomes will or should be fall tyrants. Yeah, it kind of means like they get what's coming to them. Yeah. Because it's... Because they're tyrants. It is always tyrants. Yeah. Yeah, so doesn't mean what people think it means. They think it means, like, down with tyrants. But... Yeah, it means that they get what they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. So he might have also shouted, and this is debated, and I don't know why it really matters, but he might have also shouted, the South has been avenged. Um, I don't know why. Some people think he said it, and some people don't think he did. So, so that one's up in the air. Uh, I don't know if it matters either way. He was definitely for the South, so he could have. And if he did or didn't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we all know where he stands. Yeah. And he's a, he's a, he's a dickhead anyway. He is a dickhead. He tries to gain his composure because of his broken ankle, oh, and he's just kind of sitting there after he does this. And my ankle hurts! I mean, uh, the South! I gotta get out of here. After a moment, he stands up, and he walks out the back of the theater. The funny part of this is I imagine that he thought he was going to look a lot cooler during all this. I think he really pictured all this. Pimp. So he goes in, he shoots the tyrant in his mind, and then he jumps off and he's going to be like standing in front of everybody like all heroic looking, say his cool line, and he's going to walk off. Instead he breaks his ankle and he's like half and he's like, Sinterra Tempest, tyrants. And then he like gets up and like hobbles his way out like a fucking dickweed. But this causes huge confusion. Nobody knows, was this part of the play? Why is this actor? This isn't an actor that's, that's supposed true, to be in this play. This they didn't long. hear the gunshot. Yeah, most people didn't hear it. Yikes. And that's so very confusing. Nobody knows why or what the hell is going on, why he just shouted that. However, just after he leaves, as he walks out, they're starting to shout, oh my God, the president's been shot. Ugh. And people are starting to realize that that was probably part of that. Yeah. They're like, oh... Wait, wasn't that Ray Liotta? What? Wait. Wait, what? So who? Hmm. But at this time, he's already bolted out the back doors. I say bolted. He, he hobbled his way out. And he's on a horse already galloping away into the dark. At Feel, almost, feeling pimp, I bet. 
I mean, I hate to say it like that, but... I'm sure he'd probably hurt, and that broken ankle on a horse probably doesn't feel very good. Oh, no, that's the better thing to think about. He's like, I can't believe I broke my ankle. This is is not the outcome I wanted. Damn it. At almost the exact same time frame that Lincoln was shot, Lewis Powell, handsome Lewis Powell. Mm. I was about to say, remember him? Yeah, I know. We all all remember him. Oh, we're not forgetting. Knocks on the door of the Secretary of State, William Seward's mansion. Lewis Powell forces his way upstairs. Wearing nothing but a speedo and that's why they let him in they're like oh my god come hey on in there who are you i didn't know i i thought men were attractive until now <laughs> what i don't know the words for this but i, I must put your penis in me <laughs> it's called being gay i get it a lot it's cool i'm coming in uh, yes sir <laughs> you're coming all right i'm coming too <laughs> do you like my joke yeah man i hear this a lot it's yeah. fine yeah, where's is... the important guy no, he forces his way in once they open the door, and he enters into William Seward's bedroom. Now, William Seward, it's kind of funny. He uh, recently suffered a broken jaw from a horseback riding accident. Hmm. And so he's yeah, he's in bed recovering. And then here comes this handsome Lewis Powell, who has a knife and starts stabbing him in the face. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can actually see pictures of Seward. And he's got a huge gash across his chin. Shit. It's scarred over. So that should give you a clue that he lives. Yeah, I mean, how do you stab a dude in the face and not kill him? Because when he broke his jaw, the doctors wired his jaw shut, and they put a small little metal, like, kind of collar around the bottom of his jaw. Wow. So though he got stabbed in the face, Lewis was trying to slit his throat. And, and Lewis is like, your throat is strong as steel, yeah, dude. Kept glancing off the metal or something. Not wow. enough for him to be able to get the jugular, so he lived. Damn. Seward's son actually hears the commotion, runs in, and starts fighting with Lewis Powell, and they essentially chase him off. Wow. And Seward lives. He does not die. Handsome, not too bright. Should it? Should it? Yeah. I mean, it's a metal plate, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's dark. I'm sure he probably didn't even know that he had any of that, but yeah. But you know what? You're handsome. But go check out the picture of Let me Seward, give you man. A pass. It's weird. Uh, his scar goes right underneath his chin. But That's wild. Lewis, he runs off about the exact same time as well in another event. George, I'm not going to say stupid-ass last name. George Dumpy-ass. George Astorot. Approach- a- Astorot. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes. Yeah, George Astorot approached the house of the vice president of the United States, Andrew Johnson. But as he gets closer to Andrew Johnson's residence, George... Loses his nerve. He pussies out. Yeah. He didn't spend several hours like John did, like, working himself up. Yeah, well, he's, like, probably sitting there thinking, he's like, you know, I don't want to really end up like John. He, all he does is talk about this shit. He's so annoying. I've got ass rot or whatever, so. <laughs> it's not going to go well for me way. They're going to know I'm coming. I don't know. So he does not go even attempt to go kill the vice president he gets to the house but he doesn't exactly. go any further he decides to leave uh, i'm gonna take off so all of these things they actually plan this out fairly well I that they all happen within like about the same hour well coordinated i got for a bunch of dipshits yeah I give it to him so secretary of war edwin stanton takes charge in trying to find these assassins he puts the troops on the ground and starts searching to find out who did this who has information make arrests go block off bridges Go set up barricades. Find yeah. out who did this. The president is dying. I mean, there's not Miranda rights or anything yet. Just beat up everyone until someone gives you a name. Yeah. An hour after John assassinated Lincoln, John meets up with David Harold in the countryside, and they stop. David Harold was the getaway guy. Remember, he didn't right. go try to attack anybody. He was just there to 
to run away with them all. So they stop at another conspirator's house. Her name is Mary Surratt. Now, there's a movie on this chick if you want to go watch it. It came out in like 2010 or something. Hmm. And historians argue whether she was part of the conspiracy or she didn't know. She was there when they were planning to kidnap. We know that much for sure. But people question if she knew they were going to try to assassinate the president. And if she did know, that was the whole thing with her trial because she ends up getting tried. Or did she not know? Hmm. And she only knew about the kidnapping and was like, well, it was wartime. And we thought, you know, it was going to be this, but I didn't know he was going to go kill anybody. So anyways, mm, she's, bitch, definitely, I don't believe you. she's definitely a conspirator. She ends up arming them, John and Harold, when they come to her house. She gives them guns. She's like, yeah, go on, get out of here, guys. They're going to be searching for you. So they get guns and their whole plan is like, we got to head to the south so we can go into hiding. Once we get to the south, we're good. John, though, has a fucking broken ankle. <laughs> yeah. And this is an issue. Good so. luck with that. Yeah, they're trying to travel to the south. They ride for hours. It's like early in the morning now of the next day. And uh, they approach another south sympathizer, maybe. Uh, he's maybe not full on, like, and probably doesn't know anything that's going on. But he is a doctor. His name's Samuel Mudd. Well, it seems lawless down there. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. So Samuel Mudd examines John's ankle and leg, and he's like, yeah, you have a broken ankle. Samuel Mudd? Mudd. Yeah. Let me slap some mud on it. That's well, I do my doctors. Get the fuck out. My name's my game. That's what I do. Mud butt. Okay. <laughs> I, I also, throw that in there. Hmm. I also do that if you're into it. Yeah. Welcome to the South, buddy. <laughs> we actually all are mud butt, but my last name's really mud, so yeah, don't John's be too like, confused. I know. That's why I love it down here. He's like, wait till we meet this Lewis friend I have. Dude, his jawline. <laughs> Just wait. You can mud butt him all day. Yeah. So the doctor, he... I'll take you up on that, buddy. Uh, yeah. Dr. Samuel Mudd uh, sets the broken bone, Ugh. puts a cast on it, and sends him up to one of the bedrooms. He's like, yeah, you need rest, bro. Um, this is too... You shouldn't be riding around on this. Yeah. So... Drink heavily. This is early in the morning, as I'm saying. As the morning goes on, uh, the chaos is just crazy in town. The, oh, I bet. The president has been shot. The secretary of state has been stabbed. Because we're in... This is in D.C. when Lincoln gets killed. Yeah. So he just fled, flies just straight south. He tries to. It might have been a little bit further to the east and south, but yes. Damn. So he's right, not too far off. Yeah. Far away. And so... This is where Harriet Tubman used to live. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Just east of D.C. There you go. Uh, I don't know where she was at this point. I was actually going to look up a whole bunch of different references, but... She's up north by the war time, especially after the war. Yeah. I think she might be in Canada right now being like, fucking hate Canada. It's cold. <laughs> it's too cold. God damn it. But yeah, so the president's been shot. The secretary of state has been stabbed. And rumors are already starting to break out about other government officials that have been attacked or killed. But they're not true. But they're like, everyone's just going crazy. Nobody can believe that the president was just killed. It's fucking chaos. Yeah. And so a lot of people think that like the South is like somehow come back to attack. Like it's not just a couple ah. men. But they're like, holy fuck, what's going on? So Robert E. Are, Lee got yeah. pissed off. They, uh, everybody's a little scared right now. There's panic. They believe the Confederates are planning more attempts on maybe other people's lives. I could see that. So everyone... Be everyone, scared. Everyone kind of goes inside and they hide and stuff. Let's stay indoors. Yeah. Lincoln is officially pronounced dead and Andrew Jackson is sworn in as the acting president shortly afterwards. Just like hours after. And fear is quickly replaced with anger for the people, as they all start to kind of be like, okay, we're not getting attacked again by the South. I, at least it doesn't seem like it at this point. No coordinated shit. Let's 
Yeah. So they're like, okay. They thought everyone's going to start coming like right after that, but no one comes and it's like, okay, so later in the day, they're like, I think, think okay. that was just it. It was just a couple dickwads. And everyone's just fucking pissed off. Newspapers are starting to run their papers. They're going like, the president's dead, our we hero, a great loss. There are all these headlines that are like sadness and sorrow for the president being killed. Yeah. Including even some of the southern press are starting to be like, yeah, I mean, he didn't deserve to be killed, I guess. I mean, we disagreed with him politically. But yeah. Who's going to shoot a guy in the face? Yeah. Not cool, guys. Also... Daniel Day-Lewis, his movie's going to be shorter if he dies early. Nobody likes that. Well, they actually decided not to tell Union troops who were already out, who were coming back from the war still, because they thought that they might go seek their own retribution. Uh, yeah. And they tell... That's not great. They tell people who are South sympathizers that they probably... Sh- they actually tell them, you probably shouldn't talk to people about that. You should probably go home. And if you're known to be a sympathizer of the South, then you should probably stay inside, draw your shades, lock your doors, because there might be people who want to take it out on you. And then, like, a warning actually goes out about this. Some mobs even do form in different cities throughout the country. I love old school mobs. And they, uh, a newspaper is taken down. They, like, set it on fire, like, the building and everything. Fuck yeah. Because it was a South sympathizer. Anarchy! So it was burned down. And then roughly about 200 people died because... Oh, that's a bummer. It was, it was to the point where if you said something like, yeah, good old Abe got what he deserved. What'd you, you say? Yeah, if you would have said that, you would have gotten lynched probably. Yeah. So 200 people die like within a couple of days of Lincoln just being from, assassinated. I did not know just that. Just people being angry. Just pandemonium. Just, yeah. What the fuck? So uh, many black people also thought that Lincoln's death meant that you know they'd return back to slavery and that the Emancipation Proclamation Ugh. would be revoked. So they're worried. Yeah. So it's, the whole thing is a, a bummer, of course. Uh, but he's an, the great emancipator, and he's dead. Yeah. That sucks. Luckily, that doesn't happen in that sense. Um, That's still signed. We still have and shit. Yeah. So obviously a lot of progress to make, but at least it didn't go right back to like you got to go back to your owner. All right, get back in your cage. Yeah. So. Yeah. April 15th, 1865, the doctor who was treating John's broken leg or his ankle hears that the government is searching for somebody. And Mud uh, don't like this. And he finds out they're searching for John. He realizes that he is in danger himself because of this. So John, he, you give good hand jobs, but I believe the government's after you. I can't have that up in Mud House. That's pretty close. Yeah, I need you to pack your shit. Give me one more hand job. Get out of here. <laughs> he orders John to leave. And John and Harold, they do. They leave on horses. They find a home of another Confederate sympathizer named Jones who directs them to a thicket of pine trees that's on his own property. And he says, like, these, these trees are so like, so dense that all you got to do is go in far enough because you can't see. Yeah, but that's definitely it. <laughs> 30 or 40 feet past. I love that where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm right with you guys. But go I'm, over there. I'm, I'm a radical too. What you did, really great. Uh, Not my stay, home. Stay away from my house. Uh, see that big patch tree? Just hang out in there. <laughs> just hang. Just be quiet. Keep your head down. Well, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I love you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Hey, this is the South will rise. Over there. Way. No, further. Further. You know, when I see the trees, I meant like, it's, it's, keep going. Not oh, those for, trees. Go for like, okay, 20 miles south, there's some trees. Oh, it's so deep, dude. No one will ever find you. No, Jones is actually probably pretty smart in this sense because they are willing to raid people's houses to find John Booth because I guess it's, it's the president who died. They don't give a fuck. They're going to find John and yeah. anybody else who is related to this. So Jones is probably like looking out for his own hide. Yes. But he's like, it don't, 
it, but also they'll they'll just come find you in my house. Well, and then they'll just here. blame me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's funny because they do go in this thicket, and it is cold weather. It's raining. Oh no! It's they can't light a fire because there are troops that are around. They can actually hear them at multiple times oh. going by, and they're like, "Hey, shut up, shut up, shut up!" It gets so bad that they think their horses are going to give them away for being too loud. They actually go uh, wait a while for everyone to leave. When they think everyone's gone, they go and shoot their horses. Well, just to keep them quiet. You know, so they kill their horses. It's kind of. Weird. I don't like horses, so I don't feel anything. Yeah, I don't about like that. horses either. We we like dogs, not horses. People time. People time, dogs. Yeah. Why uh, do horses look like that? I can't read their. I don't know what they're thinking. Why the long face? <laughs> I don't, sorry, I know. I, I'm sorry, I said it. Cheer up. <laughs> you know, you're a revered animal, not by us. Not by us. By some dumb be- horse people. The fucking. Yeah. What the, the? Who are horse people? Yeah, who are forced people? Who are they? Who are? Apparently they're in Game of Thrones, from who, what you told me. Who are? <laughs> horse people. That was in Genghis Khan episode, and you're like, yeah, the horse people. And I was picturing horse people. Like, yeah, horse people. <laughs> you're like, really? I didn't that's like, that. what are horse people? What? Mongolians were half horse? Okay, sure. Yeah, you did the research, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with it. Yeah, fuck. Right. Well, okay, I'm, sure. uh, I'm not going to question you. Yeah. I believe you. You're a good researcher. Why not? So Jones, uh, he periodically goes out, checks on him every once in a while, and gives him kind of some food and tries to tell them like what's going on. Stay put. There's still people out. Um, at one point, John asks Jones, "Hey, give me some newspapers. I want to know what they're talking about me." Now you have to imagine at this point, John in his head, he's seen himself as a hero. He thinks that everybody is going to be like, "Oh my God!" At least in the south, it's Brutus who took out Caesar again. Yeah. It's Brutus. He's he saved us all. The guy who caused all the issues, and John is our hero. And that thought is the only thing warming his bones while it's yep. freezing his dick off. Jones, apparently, I don't know if he just, rather than saying he couldn't do it, or he wasn't yeah. subtle, he just went and got newspapers and gave them to him, and they are fucking ripping John apart. The country hates John Wilkes Booth. They're saying terrible things about him. Well, we I mean, just, obviously. We just finished the war. Yeah. We're done with this. Yep. So here, John thought he was all triumphant, and turns out uh, he's widely hated. Fantastic. And they're using blistering language. Oh, no. These newspapers won't keep me warm. <laughs> yeah. Hell. So John has a small booklet with him at this time, and he actually writes in it. It's pretty funny, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah? Yeah. So in this booklet, uh, he writes down his reaction to the public, more or less, and he says... In a justifying kind of way, it's like to these actions stating that all these countries' troubles came from Lincoln, and I fixed them all through God's will, and he was God's instrument, or I was God's instrument, I should say. So he's like sitting there, like trying to be like, no, I did the right thing I was supposed to be. He's rationalizing. Yeah. You're wrong, John. He continues writing into this throughout this time frame, and it gets funnier and funnier, in my opinion. But government officials get a tip. That John may have gone to Mary Surratt's house, the one I was telling you, like, eh, people don't know if she was right. aware, but she armed him. and Gave him guns. Yeah. Not so they, good. They go to her house because they got a tip that John had been spending some time over there with some other people. And <clears throat> when they get there, they start raiding her house. As they're questioning Mary Surratt, a knock is heard on the door. So they go to answer it, and they find handsome Lewis Powell, the guy who <laughs> slashed the face of Suen's. And they're like, good God, he's gorgeous. Who are you again? You don't seem all that bright, but come on in. Yeah, so he's the guy who tried to kill William Seward. Do they know that? 
uh, they don't know that he did, but they immediately grab him and arrest him because they're like, why are you here? Yeah, what's the and deal with like, that? they're like, do you know who she is? Because we're right now questioning her for being part of a conspiracy. Why are you here? No, I do not. And he's like, oh, I was told there was a modeling uh, career here. Is there a modeling job? Is this another scam? I, I, I know I'm good looking, but I've been scammed before. Every Everywhere I go, I just get taken advantage of. So they let him in. They start questioning him. And uh, they start getting a bunch of information. They also start finding letters from... He just caves? Yeah. He at least has some stuff. And they start finding letters. And they start pressing more because she has some letters. They find some letters in Booth's, uh, his hotel room. So they're starting to like connect everything together. Piece it together. And as they start telling more, these two people start caving more. Oh, handsome Louie. Don't try to use your intellectual prowess to outsmart people. Just just let me cuddle you. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. He should have just been like, do you really want to put this face away? And they're like, you're right. We're sorry. You're right. Give it, Tell us everything, and then you're free. But they do find out that to he... To have sex with our wives while we watch. <laughs> <laughs> they do find out he is the guy who slashed the face of Whoops. Seward. Because of all this information they're now getting, they're able to hunt down pretty much just about everybody else that was part of it. So they've got Samuel Arnold, Michael uh, Lachlan. Those are the two friends that... Booth brought in. Oh, they're not with Booth in the in the trees. No, nope, it's just Harold and Booth. Oh, and uh, they also have <laughs> yeah, the stagehand who helped Booth possibly escape at least the night when he jumped on the horse and left the sure. theater. So they have him. They obviously now have Lewis Powell and Mary Surratt. That they have the house. They're closing in on you. And pal. even George as as rot. Yeah, as a rot. Ass is rot. He gets arrested soon because... Dumpy ass George. They, they arrest him because he's boasting and someone overhears him saying that he was participating in the assassination, even though he, he failed to do his part. <laughs> he didn't He didn't kill the vice president. He walked up he's to the praying. house and Shit over his pants and over left. his shoulder, Michael's like, Shit your pants! Go home! Oh, he's like, finally, someone listens to me. Oh, that feels good. That feels good, buddy. Hey, dumpy ass, get your ass home. <laughs> He walks all awkwardly, he's picking out, you know. Oh, God. Is my ass rotting off? <laughs> yes, it is. And that's where it comes full circle for your name. <laughs> well, I don't like it when things work out <laughs> against my ass. Yeah. So most of the conspirators are taken and they're put into cells, but none of them can say where John Wilkes Booth is because they actually probably don't know. They just know that he was going to head south. Hey. And that's They were supposed to meet up all with, you know, David Harold. And which is he's with Booth, but they change their plans around. So, yeah, they don't know a broken ankle. <laughs> they don't know anything about Jones. No, they don't. Bummer. So uh, that's what's going on. The government really does want to find Booth, though. They're happy they get all these guys, but they want fucking Booth. Yeah, fucking a. So the secretary Stanton announces the largest reward ever offered by the federal government of one hundred thousand dollars, which is about three million dollars today. Fuck. Yeah. Even though. I mean, that's a big number, but, you know, if we were hunting for somebody who killed the president today... I'd do it for $3 million. You'd kill him? No, I'd Or you'd turn somebody in? Yeah, I'd go find the guy who killed the president oh. for $3 million. No, I'd turn somebody in for less than that. But I bet that what they would offer is much higher now. Yeah, yeah, probably. $10 million, $20 million. At least, if Maybe. nobody knew or if, if he was on the run. If it was the same thing where he's just hanging out, freezing his ass in a thicket of trees? Yeah. You want that Jones guy Jones, to go... Yeah. Hmm. I don't give a shit about... That's a lot of pine trees I can buy. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You know how many thickets I could have? So oh, many thickets. Thick thickets. Yeah. Oh, They'll be the thicker than any thickets ever. I'd have the thickest thickets of all thickets in all the times of thickets. 
Jones is a really big. He likes his tickets. He likes it. Jones' yeah. wife is like, "What are you? What?" So that's what it is. It's a. It's I a, have my hobbies, dear. You have your hobbies. I have my hobbies. I like tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Man knows what he likes. <laughs> you like sewing and getting beaten when you don't make the dinner right, and I like my tickets. Now get back in the kitchen. Now, please. So that's what they're offering: hundred thousand dollars for the capture of John Wilkes Booth. Um, this causes the largest manhunt in American history at this time. Everybody's looking for this because that's a yeah. lot of money. Yeah, three million bones. Fuck yeah. So John and David Harold are still hiding in the pine thickets at this time, and they believe that you know they can make it to the south. They just need to hide slowly, make their way down, and once they're down there, they're clean, they're good, they can easily get lost in the mix. So sure. Well, no. You're a very famous face, Booth. I don't That's know what true. you really think you're going to get away with here. Um, Unless you could do a, like a face-off scenario, which would be cool. Is Booth going to do a face-off? No. Oh, bummer. Yeah. So Jones finally decides that it's safe enough for John and David Harold to leave the thicket, and he tells them that he will guide them to his boat that he has on a river so they can escape to the south. Sure. Uh, they wait till nighttime, of course, and they have to walk for a few miles down the road. They go cautiously and slowly, mostly because he's got a broken ankle. But uh, nobody, they don't run into anybody, luckily for them. Jones gives them a compass and tells them the direction they should head for, and he pushes them off into the water. And that whole night, they are rowing like crazy to try to get down towards the south. However, it is dark, and they row in the wrong direction. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're rowing still. Didn't you just say they had a compass? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, guys. Yeah, a lot of use, I guess. So, and means never surrender for the south right let's go yeah because s means uh stupid which and is the north booth's looking at him he's like you can read yeah i can't read yeah i could read so never surrender forward yeah so they were supposed to first row west and then they could then make their way south but they were they rode north and west so they go up further towards the north way to go and uh yeah they stay in the same state that they were in never going further south they decide to get out of the boat eventually so that they can pull it up to shore and get rest because they've been rowing all fucking nights in the wrong direction. <laughs> and John pulls out his they little... They go past the Joneses at place, like, <laughs> right... Have we been here? Oh, shit! That's Jones! Oh, fuck. God, and Jones is like, you guys... No, I gave you a compass! No, wait! What the hell? You're supposed to row west and then go south after that! You went north? You idiot! You had a compass! Wait. It was never surrender. Hey, uh, who do you think owns those thickets here? <laughs> Some good thickets. It's like I should have turned that fucker in. I didn't know he was this stupid. Hey, uh, come back over here, John. <laughs> I had a hankering for some thickets. <laughs> so as John, as I get out, John pulls out his booklet again, and he starts writing, and I say writing. He starts I'm complaining. I'm a <laughs> This is what he says. He says, I'm being hunted down like a dog, cold and wet and starving, and that a hand of every man is against me. And for what reason? For doing what Brutus was honored for. Then yet I was striking down a great tyrant than he ever knew, and I'm looked upon as a common cutthroat? I think I've done well, though I'm abandoned with the curse of Cain upon me. So I love this because... He is so delusional, not only does he 
like I did what Brutus did. I killed a tyrant. Yeah. He's already made this whole entire story in his head. But in the middle of writing this, you can see he goes straight. He goes from I did what Brutus did. And then to I actually did better than Brutus. Brutus wouldn't even Abe is a way worse tyrant oh, than man, yeah. Brutus wouldn't even know what to do if it was Abe. You're a fucking hero. He's just talking himself up to himself. He's just he's just stroking his own dick right now. That's all he's done. Well, it makes me wonder about his psychology because he sounds very very into himself. Big ego. Probably a narcissist. Feels persecuted and feels beautiful he might be some kind of sociopath we're so, dealing with here one of the historians they very well wanted to note that he wasn't crazy because i think a lot of people would draw that conclusion so this horse historian well, have to be crazy right that's well, true but this historian wanted to say like you have to understand before lincoln was killed the south hated the north they really wanted to win a lot of people probably thought like yeah we we got to win and we got to beat lincoln and there might have been thousands of people who wanted to kill Lincoln and there might have been dozens who daydreamed about it a lot yeah. and you had one guy who was just like I'm gonna do it well I mean I'm not saying it's not crazy because murdering somebody is, is crazy that's the line of but crazy. yeah I just noted that one of the historians was like you gotta understand it. he didn't just lose his mind it's not like he cracked one day this is something that happens that he built over time just slowly hating somebody and yeah, building up his own ego and then once it was done he just had to rationalize it to himself forever well, he thought he was gonna About be a, a hero, hero he was yeah i mean that sounds closer to like those dipshit white kids who shoot schools we're like i was i was changing the status quo man it, nobody understands my genius dude it's funny you say that it instantly reminded me of when i got to this part of my research you remember the kid who was the son of the assistant director of the hunger games who shot up everybody in california because mm, mm -hmm, he couldn't get laid yeah mm -hmm. but he was that guy who like constantly was online uh with all the forms of people who were big women haters. Incels. And yeah. Yeah. And he constantly was just in there and just feeding himself that. But he was also talking himself up like women should deserve to want to earn. I deserve women. They should want to be with me. Look how good looking I am. Look how. And he did all this self-talking <sighs> about how big and cool he was while hating a whole group of other people. And then finally one day after it going on for years, he decided he was going to do something about it. I mean, that guy was definitely crazy for sure. But. Which is why. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we're not, I, I'm not a psychologist, I won't diagnose yeah. Booth, but he is crazy. He is a version of crazy that we yeah. can diagnose now, if yeah. you felt like you're, it. If you're willing to kill somebody, yeah. And if you're going to build that up in your mind, like, especially the war's over. Yeah. He's got to understand that the South are tired, and they're like, no, we didn't want to win, but we don't want a round two, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He's an idiot. And crazy, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we're at with that. Um. And gross. It's funny because we just basically talked about everything I had in my notes. Like he has a big ego, delusions of grandeur. I didn't even see your notes. You see how that happened? Yeah. Do you know what it was? Listening to Michael. Oh. Got to keep your ears open. There you go. He's a still small voice <laughs> that's very hard to listen to. Very violent. Small still. Something pretty funny happens now. At this time, many people all over the country are sending in tips. That they seen John Wilkes Booth because everybody wants this huge fucking reward money. Yeah. So the government yeah. is getting all kinds of tips that people have seen him here and over there, this state and that state. There's even supposedly claims of like, he's dressed as a woman hiding underneath this person's house. <laughs> like, uh, all sorts of weird shit. And I saw him uh, running a bar in Minnesota. He's been running it for the last 15 years. It's crazy. It's the greatest cover of all time. Even while he was on stage acting, I don't know how he's in both places at once. Really clever, if you ask me. Really, really genius. Yeah. 
Um, this my, is how you get away with stuff. My brother saw him in Beijing, but then on a connected flight, he also saw him in Italy. Yeah. This is what's happening. So you tell me, man. Unfortunately, causing... You He's know, a skinwalker. Confusion and shit. But there's even been a couple people that get arrested that kind of resemble John because they're like, that's him. And they hold him there and then they it's come. They're happen. like, that's, that's not him, unfortunately. That's how I feel if uh, if Steve Buscemi ever gets charged with a crime. <laughs> I'll, I'll get arrested. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you will Mirror make, images. I don't think so at all. <laughs> that guy is the funniest looking person I think I've ever seen. I don't even understand how that guy how, how are you looks that way. Person. So while the government's getting all these kinds of tips, they decide to hire a bunch of detectives and they also have them accompanied with soldiers. A specific group of detectives with 25 soldiers gets a tip of someone saying that they've spotted John and Harold. This is hilarious to me because <laughs> the tip said... We see these two guys, they're on the river. <laughs> now, when they go down there, they find out that it's not the two guys. However, the actual John and fucking Harold are two miles away on the river. Mm. So, when they go down to investigate the wrong people... The, the By the time they get there? Yeah, so they get down there, they're like, oh, these aren't the right guys. Well, somebody comes up to them while they're doing the investigation and goes like, oh, you guys are the ones looking for... Hey, those were not the right guys. I saw two people down further down the river. One of them had a broken leg, and they were talking to some Confederates. And they're like, oh, my God, a broken leg? That's probably our guys. And they get super excited because John and Harold had just talked to three Confederates who were like, as they got off the river, the three Confederates were like, we'll get you to the south, no problem. We just got to take you over to this farm and hide you there for a little while. And after that, you're Perfect. pretty much free to go. Well, someone saw that, and that's... That person went and told when they were investigating the incorrect yeah. tip. Three million dollars miles away. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So that's a, I kind of find three. that part hilarious. You went to go investigate the wrong people, and, <laughs> and the mean, right people are a mile or two away. Yeah. Jesus. So the story is very strange. <laughs> yeah. So they get John Booth and uh, Harold over to Garrett Farm. They arrive at Garrett Farm. And they're introduced. As just Confederate soldiers coming back from the war. Your farm's when you can fuck your daughter. Like every other farm. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to have your sister there and you're at a farm and you fuck her. But this is Garrett Farm. (laughs) Fuck your daughters and all your livestock. So they get to the farm and that's how they're introduced as just Confederate soldiers. They don't want to make too much of a... You know, fuss about who they actually are, even if they are Confederates or anything like that. So, just trying to keep it low key. Yep. Uh, detectives, however, as they go and investigate, they find one of the Confederates that talked to Booth, and they essentially force him to tell where that thing. I don't know if they hurt him. Uh, dude, we're not fucking around. But they're like, we know you talked to him. Come on. Yeah. So they tell him like, hey, he's a, they're I'll Oprah. give you my daughters. Nah, she's used up, man. She's gross. <laughs> yeah. It's like not if you get past two <laughs> inches. Ah. <laughs> I got a small wiener. It's much fresher past that point. <laughs> Same with all the livestock. Uh, okay, where is she? <laughs> well, I mean, if you you, you bring it up. I mean, you still know. show me where Booth is, but yeah. That's not why we're here. Yeah, I know, but he said, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they tell him where he's Bring us your daughters. <laughs> they tell him where he's at, and John and Harold are sleeping in a barn on Garrett Farm. They even hear the horses coming, but it's a bit too late as they get completely surrounded. Harold tells John that he, he wants to surrender. He's like, no, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. Dude, I'm this good. this sucks balls. Let's this just is... fucking, let's go. So John sends Harold out to surrender by himself. He's like, all right. So he, he, Harold, get out of here. 
So Harold does surrender. He goes out. They they grab him, and they start talking to John. They're like, "Come on out!" And John's like, "Uh-uh, no, no, you're in there. I don't want to go out. I don't want to come out." So they start having conversations. Like John's telling them, "He's like, all right, he he has it in his head. I'm either gonna escape or I'm gonna get killed. That's those are really the only options that are gonna happen." That's the here. smartest thought he's had his whole right? life right now. So he's trying to figure out how he's gonna get out of this, and this is. This is what he tries to like convince them of. He's like, all right, how about this? You guys all get like a hundred yards away. (laughs) (laughs) And let me come out shooting so that way we were having like an official shoot off. So it's like fair, guys. Yeah. Let's look at the fair. And they're like, no, first of all, no, we don't want you to be dead. We want to capture you alive. But two, no. That's stupid. How I'm about, not gonna. Like, how about no? And uh, we're we have no? all the leverage. Idiot. You're stuck inside. No, I no, I know, I know. But stick but, with me. So like, two hundred so yards. Like, okay, but what if just go, leave? Just hold on. Just go home. <laughs> oh, okay. Everybody, just turn around and look that way. Drop your guns. Drop your guns and look that way. Just really quick. <laughs> So that's what John is proposing. He's like, Idiot. they all back off so he can come out shooting. They obviously do not, they deny him of this. They talk for actually a couple hours back and forth. I guess nobody wants to really run in there because they know he's probably armed. So they're trying to just coax him out. And after oh, trying yeah, and to, they, they don't want him dead, so they won't just fu- blast the place. Right, but they do get to the point where, like, we got to do something. So uh, no more negotiating. Let's just light the barn on fire and he'll have to come out. <laughs> That'll fucking work, yeah. Yeah, smoke him out or fire him out. So that's what they do. They light the barn on fire, and it goes up pretty quick. It's all in huge flames. And John, apparently, somebody looked through a peephole and was watching him. And he stands up straight. He drops one of his guns, and then he starts to run towards the door because there's nowhere else to go as the whole place is on fire. Burning to death. Not not the better option. No. But before he gets to the doorway, a gunshot is fired. And hmm. John goes down. Someone shot John before he got out of the... They don't know? They do know. Oh. Matter of fact, I brought this up in a fun fact. Hey! Yeah. Remember I was talking about the Mad Hatters? Yes. So the Mad Hatters were people that were working on hats and because of using... Yeah, Mercury. Yep. Mercury. Which you said I can play with as long as I don't put it in wounds. You shouldn't, you shouldn't play with it just in case. You, that's what you said, though. Yeah. So Mercury, the guys who would who would work with the hats that had Mercury on it, they'd go crazy and stuff. Yeah. The guy who shot John Booth was a Mad Hatter. It's Bummer. Um, when they ask him because they didn't want him to be killed, he actually goes to trial for killing John Booth. However, they, they release him. Uh, he says that God told him to do it. Yes. That's why he did it. But when Booth goes down, they grab him really quick and pull him away from the fire. And he's been shot through the neck. As a matter of fact, it severed his spinal cord. That's a good shot. Right? Yeah. Yes. Shoot him in the neck! And he did. All right. God told me to. Well, how? You know, Michael did. Archangel Michael. Who, spoiler alert, has nothing to do with God. <laughs> he's just his own thing. <laughs> he is his own God. He's his own God. There's not actually a God. He's just the loudest angel. Yeah. So the guy who killed him, his name is Boston Corbett, just in case you want to know. Boston? Yeah, yeah Boston is his first name. Boston Corbett. It's kind of cool. Yeah, he's the Mad Hatter. But when they drag him away, he's still alive, and he's not moving. Like, well, yeah. They describe him as like someone who seems to be dead because his spinal cord is severed, so he's not He's not moving. No. But he is, his mouth is moving, and his eyes are moving back and forth. So if someone gets down to listen to him, to hear what he's saying, he says, tell my mother that I die for my country. 
He doesn't die right away, though. So they kind of hold him there for a while, and the sun starts to come up. <laughs> and while he's just about to die, and he realizes it, he tells them he wants to look at his hands. He can't lift his own hands, so they have to help him. So they put his hands in front of his face as he's laying down on his back. Let me see my hands. And the last words that John Wilkes Booth says as he's staring at his own hands, he utters, useless useless <laughs> and then he dies <laughs> yeah. so John Wilkes Booth died April 26 1865 at only 26 years old fuck the guy was a huge famous actor at a young age made tons of money and he was the first person to assassinate a United States president yeah and died at a young age of 26 just like that old gypsy lady said you gotta listen to gypsy ladies <laughs> That's They've, also an Archer reference, too, if anyone likes Archer. Love Archer. Yeah. They have no reason to lie, gypsy ladies. Yeah. No reason. Weird. I mean, especially looking at his hands. That's fantastic. Yeah. Useless. 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 Idiot. I fucking love that. I wish it had been a mirror. Just because I, they hold up and he's like, oh, Did anyone else laugh idiot. at that point? Like, I'm sure he didn't think it was funny. He's probably very angry, but I would have been like laughing like, can you see what he just said? All these marshals are like, <laughs> useless. You are. That's funny. You are. Yeah. Yeah. This is, a, this is comical. You suck. Uh, anyways, on May 12th of 1865, eight defendants stood trial for the murder of Abraham Lincoln, or at least the conspiracy of mm. helping. Uh, four of them were hanged, and the other four were sentenced to life in prison of hard labor. The four that were hanged... Mm. Oh. Was it Rotten ass and beautiful man. Yeah. So, Lewis Powell, beautiful Lewis. Ah, oh, Lewis. He's hanged, as well as... Le you know, that preserves a body really well when you hang him. Yeah. Maybe I'll go seek him out. So, it was the three guys who were... Uh, I mentioned and named them by name earlier. Lewis Powell, George Asserot. Whatever. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, who was with Booth until the very end, Harold. Harold, yeah. What about Mary? So Mary is the fourth person. Oh. Mary Surratt. So she gets hung, and you can actually see this mm. is kind of crazy. You, there's a picture of their hanging. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily do it. They're hooded. Um, you can see they take like three or four snap snaps. They take three or four photographs before they're hung, and then there's a there's a photo of them where they've dropped the hey. the floor, and they, they hanged. Don't commit treason. Yeah. That's... Now, some people believe that Mary Surratt was not guilty or should not have been hanged there's a whole movie you can go watch i don't know how much of it's accurate as far as history goes i think they tried to be but it's it's yeah. a movie it's not like a documentary or anything it's just a uh, called the conspirator in case anyone wants to go see that i don't have full context i don't even have close to full context on mary i'm gonna say she's in on it yeah no i think she totally was because you just committed a very serious crime and you run to a woman's house who doesn't know what's going on doubt it she was in on it yeah that's my belief. Now, uh, I've got a few fun facts just before we end it, if you'd like. Woo! So, there are conspiracies surrounding John Wilkes Booth's death. They started actually back when all this happened. Hmm. Pretty much right after the president is murdered. That he wasn't murdered and he's on an island with Tupac? Shit like that, dude. I'm not even joking. So, Jesus. some people think that John Wilkes Booth either... There's a whole bunch of different ones, so I'll, I'll name a couple real quick. We won't go into too much of the details. They all sound stupid to me, in my opinion, you know, especially with what the research shows. Some people think that John Wilkes Booth was set up, that he was a normal actor, and though he might have been you know, on the Confederate side or whatever, that he didn't kill them and they needed to pin somebody. But 
There's a ton of people who saw it was him. They know it was him. Witnesses to a famous face. Yeah. Come on. So then the next conspiracy that's pretty big is that they never caught John Wilkes Booth. They only got somebody that kind of looked like him so that way they could say they caught the guy because it was becoming a huge problem that they weren't finding him. The country was like getting all riled up because like, yeah. we got to find the guy. So they found somebody like John Wilkes Booth who looked like him killed that guy, said they got him, and that way the country calmed down. And really, John Wilkes Booth made it to the South and lived happily ever after, pretty much. Yeah, but what? What's the evidence for that? There isn't any. That's why I'm saying. These are all conspiracies. The funny thing is, these ones started back then. If you talk, if you listen to the people today, they're just speeding out the same stuff back then. And back then, they didn't know. They just It was just rumors and See, shit. I like conspiracies when there's something that tickles you, but when it's just... Yeah, but what if, though? Yeah. Those are dumb. Those are the worst There's conspiracies. Not with any kind of backing or any kind of fun tie that you could be like, but no. that kind of sounds... You know. Yeah, but what if, dude? Yeah. So another fun fact, um, when Lincoln was shot, they pulled him out of the theater, and they... I mean, there's people are all over the place. They're going crazy because the whole theater obviously is leaving. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So there's people everywhere. So they're trying to get the president somewhere where they can lay him down, and across the street is a hotel, and someone like kind of urges them to come over that way you know kind of uh signals them like come over here there's a place they put him in a bed that's where he actually ends up dying booth oh he didn't die right away he didn't die right away i mean i guess the guns weren't that advanced that sucks yeah that sucks got him right behind the left you know ear uh it definitely did the trick but shitty way to go yeah but anyways booth once slept in the very same bed which lincoln died in come on so because booth would go to the theater and the hotel was right across the street he would go over there sometimes and stay there just because it was more convenient and he actually stayed in the exact bed one time that lincoln would die so i thought it was kind of an interesting weird fucking thing to happen it's not interesting we live in a hologram and it's written by a (laughs) shitty writer that's what that's what's happening uh, Booth's brother Edwin once saved the life of Lincoln's sons Robert. Say it again. So Booth's brother Edwin, the Red. guy who was all about the Union, he was yeah. only, he was not really with Booth. Yeah. So Lincoln had a son named Robert. Right. And Edwin saved Robert's life. Robert was they're at a train station and it was kind of packed, and Robert was pushed kind of up against the train, and so he was just kind of like leaning against it, and the train started to move. Oh. And when it moved, it it kind of twisted him, and he fell down onto the tracks. He wasn't able to get out himself, and he says that he was quickly, like, someone grabbed onto him viciously and yanked him up, and when, oh, yeah, he, kid. when he came up, he met the eyes of the most famous actor in the United States, Edwin Booth. Hell yeah. Who had just saved his life. So that's kind of odd. Fun. So all these coincidences are because back then there was actually only 28 people. <laughs> I guess so. That's why, <laughs> that's why we're so amazed by it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's wild. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. I don't like how weird all this is. Another couple of just a few more things. November 25th, 1864, Booth performed the only time with his brother and his father in the same play at the Winter Garden Theater in New York. All three of them. All three of them did. And it's a lot of yelling. Yeah. It made so much money that it went towards a William Shakespeare statue that is in Central Park and still stands there today. Fuck. So because of Booth, we have a statue of Shakespeare in New York. Which is wild, because they don't even know who he is. They just made a face. They're yeah. like, yeah, that's Bill. <laughs> that's Bill Shakespeare. Now, these are my two favorite facts. I'll probably leave it off with this, if you'd like. But you need to end with uh, with Lewis, though. With Lewis? Oh. <laughs> All right, but let me give you these two first. <laughs> right. Okay. Where was Lincoln's bodyguard? 
you might have been asking. Actually, yes, please. So, Taking uh, a smoke break, you dickhead? What happened? The Smithsonian Magazine did a story on this uh, about a few years ago, where John Parker, the bodyguard who initially left his position to watch the play, so he was guarding him, and he wanted to go. He wanted a better look at the play because he was supposed to stand at the door. So he left, went down, and watched the play, and then he even went over to the saloon next door for intermission and was in the same saloon where Booth was drinking. So at one point, the bodyguard was right next to the assassinator. It's like, oh, you're um, you're Lincoln's bodyguard, right? Perfect. When, Stay uh, here. Ten drinks for this guy. See you later. When you going back up there? Yeah. Just curious. Hey, get my man around. So Lincoln did have a bodyguard there that night, but he didn't have a bodyguard there that night. That guy uh, feels like shit. Probably. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if anything happened to him or not, but he, he should have, have probably gotten one his... job. Yeah. Literally. Uh, this is probably, I think, one of the most interesting facts because of how coincidental it is. Where was the Secret Service? Well, is that even a thing? It didn't exist at this time, but Lincoln had just signed a bill creating it that night before he left for Ford's Come Theater. On! So before he is assassinated, he decides to make a bill, be like, we should have better protection for presidents. I'm going to go and sign this. And then he went to the theater and got shot. I've been feeling slightly threatened lately. I'm going to fix that right now. Yeah. From here on out, we're good. Yeah. What the fuck? Isn't that weird that he's he's the one who created the Secret Services and he did it the day he died? I can't digest that. There's too many things about this story that I'm just like, no, come on. What? No, come on. That's weird, but it's all true. Come on. So there is an episode on John Wilkes Booth and gorgeous Lewis Powell. Uh, I'm including him in there because how good looking he is. Too bad he's a fucking racist asshole, but... Yeah. People time. People time. Hey, don't kill the president. Hey, don't kill anybody. Hey, thanks for listening to another great episode of People Time. We appreciate our listeners so much. Thank you. Make sure that you subscribe. It really does help for our content. F&A. Go to Facebook. Like the page, follow the page, and that way you can get updates on all of our episodes, when they're coming out, any other fun little facts that we'd like to give. Fucking every week. Yes. We dick off a lot, but we do take the content seriously. We do. We research very hard. We make sure to back up our research with multiple sources. There's actually a museum, by the way, for uh, Abraham Lincoln that you can go to, and it has, when you walk around, there's a family, Mm -hmm. Lincoln's family, and they have Lincoln, his wife, the kids. And in the background, there's fucking John Wilkes Booth. Just creepy. Yeah. He's leaning against a pole. I see you. It's fucking funny. Cause I like, see you. Here's the Abraham family and Wilkes. <laughs> it's so. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's so daunting. We're like, oh, that's nice. That. Oh, my God. That's a horrible taste. Yeah. Well, history's in bad taste. There you go. Uh, tell your grandparents. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your dog. We love dogs. Tell your cat. Tell your mom specifically about me. I got an email. Yeah. People time podcast at (laughs) gmail.com.